the most interesting radio show on planet Earth. The Weekend Variety Wireless. On Radio Live. Oh, it's the last show and I've got a goodie. It's stuck somewhere out in the back corridor of my nasal passage. I can't do anything about it. It's going to annoy me all evening. I'm not even comfortable. All right, here we go. The last week in Variety Wireless program. Thank you so much if you've downloaded this on the podcast. One way or another. And thank you to all the people that have helped over the years. Too many to mention and too risky to leave some out, okay? Coming up tonight, Media Stick with Paul Cassidy and Tamar Munk in studio. Uh, we'll have a game of truth or consequences. We'll probably have time because I don't want to talk with Paul and Tamar for that long. Truth or consequences is a game when I just make stupid statements and you say whether they're true or false. It's a game I devised um, about 150 years ago when Paul Cassidy was my boss and it's I basically haven't thought a better idea since then, which just shows you how lazy I am. But it's still fun and I don't think still we know exactly how anyone really wins anything. Um, also, we'll be replaying a classic and that is part of the series of the museums, secret museums of New Zealand. In Dunedin, this one lesser-travelled museum, a beautiful little spot on Cumberland Street dedicated to regrets. The Museum of Regrets uh, after 9.30. John Divig's training at leash after 10 and the final in the series of uh, Read Me a Poem. Michelle Leggett, the former poet laureate of New Zealand, uh, she'll be reading us something and telling us why it's good and there's a connection with our outsider. Thought we'd go out with an outsider because, man, would you count up the amount of outsiders that Jared Hindmarsh has done over the years. He has been just an absolute soldier. It, it's a World War I story and it's the story of a madman. I don't mind saying so, mad as a cat snake. Do you give him a VC or a court-martial? That was what they had to think about. John Douglas Starkey, between 11 o'clock and 12. And that shall be stumps after that. All right. I do have a grievance. Tamar and Paul are in the studio. H hello, troops. How are you? Good. 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 All right. Shut up and listen to my grievance. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be like this. Are you going to go out in, in, a glaze, in a blaze of glory? Oh... I've been working up to it for is quite... Is this your last ever show? Yeah. Tonight? Yeah. This is it? Yeah, it is. And you're pulling up stumps, literally pulling up stumps. I've had so many offers. <laughs> trying to push them off, and bosses are wanting me to stay, but I've... Oh, no, that's somebody else. <laughs> um, and we shall talk about Leighton <laughs> in a little while. Uh, he gave some great advice, actually, really early on. Leighton Smith. Yeah, really good advice. One-on-one. -on -one. Actual. Actual advice that worked. A place to stay in New Orleans. Um, and he shall... I have a recording of Leighton in New Orleans that I made myself. There you go. How's that for a temp? Wow. Are you excited? Collector's item now. Yeah. Are you going to play the Governor-General's tape tonight? That's in the Museum of Regrets. Oh, is it? Good. Oh, was that when she was the mayor, though? 
Yeah, she went on to be Governor General, which is just fabulous, um, especially after such a performance in 1984. But that story That's will be the... regaled yeah. by um, Anne McAllister or something as the curator of the Museum of Regrets just off Cumberland and Dunedin. Visited there uh, a couple of years ago. Anyway, I have a grievance. grievance. I have a grievance. A few of them. I've got so many more to get through, God, so I'm, only start. Just, I'm just going to patch. Okay, number one, the Dark Age, revisionist history. I look for a documentary about the Dark Ages, and five out of ten of them are the Dark Ages, not so dark. The Dark Ages, an age of light. It's come on. They were relatively um, constrained intellectually. Vikings, not so bad after all. Rubbish. They had axes and they put them through people's heads. <laughs> Just because it sounds opposite to what you've known or what you thought doesn't mean this is great new history. Number two. Why, when you watch such things, <laughs> does everyone speak like they're at a ceremony? It's like, and over yon shall the soldiers come. They speak weird. Have like, you been watching the History Channel again? All the you, time. All the time. All the YouTube. Yeah. I, I basically YouTube just chattering away at me all the time. Why can't people just speak normally like they do and do mundane things and say, I've got to go toilets or something? Do you mean the, like the reenactment people or do you mean like the presenter people? The reenactment people. Yeah, the, the reenactment people actors, are always doing very important yeah, business. It's like they're doing a soliloquy in Shakespeare mm. when they actually should be depicting mm. an ordinary person from, from the day, yeah. doing something ordinary. And then there's always this bloody... <coughs> put a crow in the background. It's always the same crow. It's always grey, blue, grey, dark... Clouds everywhere. It's never a sunny day. They're never having a good time. It's smoke and misery everywhere. It wasn't like that. They had sunny days and talked like ordinary people. So you're saying the Dark Ages went so dark? Aha. Uh -huh. I'm saying they weren't dark as in dim the lights dark. They were. They, they had, had weather. They had ordinary they days. Had weather. They had weather. They had good weather and bad weather. Um, number... Grievance number we're at to 100,000. Well, that's top of my list too, actually. It's great. definitely yeah, in the yeah, 80s. This yeah, is yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> uh, we don't have anybody to verify the number, but I feel like it's at 180 something. Yeah, it is. Stupid crows. It's the same one every time, too. Bashun gets into the line. No, just speak normally. And there's one show that does speak people speaking normally, and bless it, it's. Low budget, but high talent and great script. I, Claudius, people spoke like ordinary people. We're talking um, Augustus Caesar and historical figures. They just carried on normally. Good show, I, Claudius. I, I had a rewatch that about a year ago. God, I... Not the whole thing. I binged the whole thing. Um, it was, God, it was amazing for the second watch. Yeah. Anyway, Brian Blessed as um, mm. uh, Augustus. Um, Okay. When cavemen, let's go back a bit further, cavemen depicted. Is this part of the same grievance? Yeah, it all, okay. I think they're all I think it's like one, 187 part D. Yeah. Isn't it? It's yeah, it's just sort of a, yeah. we're in parts of a whole. These are linked. It is the assumption that uh, the depiction is how things were, and of course it wasn't. Think about it, please, people. Cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is from a documentary. Why would they go gurgur gaga? Just have them speak English. Because that's how it would sound like to their heads if they just spoke plain English, wouldn't it? Suppose. Barry, have you seen Trev? No. He went out looking for antelopes well, yesterday. God, he's could... late. I'm worried. Are you? Yeah, that would make much more sense. Or than... subtitle the ugga-bugger stuff. But why have the ugga-bugger stuff? Because they're looking it up in the first place anyway. <laughs> they don't know anything about how they spoke. So just have them speak English. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Well, yeah. Are, they, are they eating and yeah. speaking? The hunt has been a trial. It's that oh, guy. The now the group have food enough until long after the birth of the new arrival. Stop it. That's my advice. Just have them speak normal English. It would be lovely. <laughs> That's my grievance over and done with. I've taken far too much time. Next up, Media Stick with Paul Cassidy and Tamamuk. Lovely to see you. You're tuned in to the Weekend Variety Wireless. Oh, that's me. Here we go, Media Stick. Fight left in me, I'm not breaking down. The New Zealand Herald published a smear by TV blogger Paul Kasserman. The blogger is obviously emotionally disturbed. We will never feel safe again. Stoke, you could come in, Paul, and of course you, Tamar, but Paul's been away for a while and uh, nice to see you back. Oh, thanks for having me back and lovely to hear that lovely sting that you put together mm, there. Are you feeling emotionally disturbed? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I was just, uh, I don't mind saying it again, such a fabulous moment. It's a fall off your chair moment when Bill O'Reilly looks at you in the face and says, Paul Casserly is... I was so pleased that they spelt my name correctly. Yeah. And he was, yeah, it, it was... It was kind of, it was really nice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. At it, first, when I had tweets, people saying, oh, my God, you're on Fox News. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, yeah. Hmm. But also, I do love the way Wendy Petrie says, we'll never be safe yeah. again. No. Will we ever be safe again? Um, a little piece from British Parliament. This is real low-hanging oh. fruit, but we may as well Has do it. Has it got the speaker? Yeah. Oh, no, no, it hasn't oh, got the speaker. Love that guy. Don't need the speaker. I do, too. Isn't, isn't he great? He's, he's, he's like something from... Almost the Dark Ages role play, isn't he? Yeah. Oh no! Anyway, we miss him out. Here we go. As recently as this morning, her hapless, ever changing band of ministers were out on the airwaves assuring us that there would be a meaningful vote tomorrow before this latest twist, this sort of premature parliamentary ejaculation that has put the lie to the claim wow. that she sticks to her guns. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm tempted to say to the Honourable Lady, she looks carefully. I think she'll see that I'm not capable of a parliamentary ejaculation. <laughs> Just such typical parliamentary British titter. <laughs> That's great, sister. How British is that? It's so British. That's lovely. Oh, That's lovely. She said ejaculation. Quite a sick burn back from Toronto. Quite good, eh? Yeah. 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 Uh, of course, it does bring female ejaculation into the into the thought pattern. Oh yeah, of course it does, and probably there will be a level of outrage that she's not taking that into account. Mm, could be. She's, she's from the tough, Guardian. Does the Guardian have a go? She's got a tough job, hasn't she? Yeah. Would there be a tougher job in politics right now? Yeah. Seems like quite a, quite a tough one, that one. Oh, I'll never forget something that made me almost cry. What's his name? Jamal. He was the Prime Minister President of Lebanon when they were going through the worst times. And he almost broke down in an interview and said, I think I truly have 
Worst job in the world. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And we all basically agreed. Mm. Uh, okay. Um, Leighton resigned and it was huge news. It was massive news. Mm. So a lot of people in Radio A year going, and three months ago. There's a, but there's a lot of people going at the same time, including your good self. There's yeah, a, there's, a, there's a lot of old mighty totara falling. Mighty Peter totara. Williams signed off from TVNZ I tonight after 40 years. Right. Yeah. Well, that's it's a kahekatea yeah. gone. There you go. Yeah. White, white, whitey Wood. A malicite is from a florist. He's a last, do you think? He's coming over here. That's um, right. He's going to be doing the easy listening, isn't he? Crikey. So, yeah. so how's it going to work? Because I don't quite... You can tell me. Is, no, is I it, can't. Is, is there going to be a talk on the AM network and music on this one? Or yeah, something like that. Is, is that what it's That's going to be? Jeez, tomorrow do you know? There's, there's two streams of radio. Because there's a... There's oh, what's it called? The Magic. 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 Just Magic. Yeah, no, the... And it plays like old golden oldies? Yeah. When are you on? I'm not going to be on. I think you're on four till seven, aren't you? You're on the nights. <laughs> so everyone's on this damn thing. Anyway, who cares? Uh, yeah, Leighton resigned um, six times. Uh, no, five times. Uh, a year and two months ago. Remember, we played Disagree them all. Disagree with the government here. Make anti-government noises. Listen to Leighton. I'll come and see you when I'm booted back home soon. Keith and Orange. That uh, won't happen. I might get booted out. That that could happen now. On that particular note, October of 1985, I began this radio program. And he went on to talk about uh, he's going to China, and that was mm. a, a year and two months ago. Mm. This is the longest resignation I've ever known. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, it's longer than Simon Barney. Mm. Also going, we should note that. So he's going from, what was he? He's going. him down in Christchurch. Yeah, yeah, over is to it Nationwide? Is it Nationwide? Yeah. Okay. I'm yep. out of touch. I'm out of touch. He's going to ZB with, with Merv Smith. Phil Gifford. Sign Phil. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. No. That's right. Lucy Lynn, it's all coming back. It is, isn't it? It's all going away and coming back. They're going away and coming back. That's what you have to do. Going away and coming back. <laughs> all right. Now, <laughs> back to Leighton. Uh, it was his last day on Friday, and he has been an institution in talk radio. And he uh, was talking about meals with Mike Hosking. Tomorrow. So he did an interview with Mike. Actually, it was the day before his final day on air. Mm. Uh, and it was quite a long interview. I think it was a good 12, 13 minutes. That's long for Brecco. Isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that was considerable. It was even a video interview. I, I, that's the link that I sent you. You get the first contact with Alien Intelligence. And I was going, Sorry, we have to cut you off now. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And they did a. It was it was sort of a big meandering chat, really, about Leighton's career and all sorts of things. But it taught. He talked about the fact that um, he's he had been enticed to stay. Yeah. Uh, by the bosses. Mm. Um, talked at, about being schmoozed, basically, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Shall we hit it? Yeah, go on. You don't want to go out on the downside. Correct. You want to go out on top. But. I, 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 I'm doing that as far as I'm exactly. concerned. Exactly, and that's my point. You are, but but I look at you, and there's more to give. No, you could do next year. There's nothing stopping you doing next year and being as good, if not better, well, than I, you are right I, now. I've tried to get out for the last three years. Mm. Uh, Jane Hastings, Michael Boggs upstairs. He he took me to breakfast one day and said, um, "What will it take to get you to stay?" And you know, and all so these meals. I've never had any meals from these bastards. <laughs> well, not no. a single meal. <laughs> You've had a lunch already in this interview that's only been going five minutes. You've had a lunch for the awards. You've had breakfast. I've had no meals. To which Leighton replied, maybe that's why you're so skinny, mm. which I thought was quite good. Um, but 
Has there been anecdotal evidence from a, from a few people that I've spoken to, evidence, uh, anecdotal stories, uh, to do with Leighton? And these are people who used to listen to him a lot. They mm. go, I always listened to Leighton. And they say, a couple of years ago, he just started, he stopped making any sense. He started drifting off and oh, wandering into it, He did into seem to get corralled into the conspiracy theory, theory side of things and definitely climate change is kind of nonsense. Kind of his train of thought halfway through a... A spell. But he's really good at losing his train of thought because he goes to the default setting with Leighton, which we've noticed for many years, Paul. Um, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> and I'll tell you why you're wrong. <coughs> After the break. Yeah. And you'd come back and never do anything. But anyway. But I, I, you know what? I enjoy listening to him and he's got a great, he's got oh, a great yeah. radio voice. He's got totally. a great rhythm about the, what he does. He spouts utter bullshit most of the time. Yeah. He does it in a way that I, that I. That's why I enjoy. watch Fox. Yeah, I, I actually it. even enjoyed that that interview with the two oh, of them because yeah. it was like it's just two egos stroking each other, yeah. and they're both quite good chatters. Yeah, they're very good chatters. I was at the, I was in New Orleans at a jazz and blues festival for part of the time. It's New Orleans, I think. Not New, New Orleans. Orleans, New Orleans, Graham. And New Orleans. There I was, watching a band. Yet more freaking drums. Jazz? No, I don't like jazz. It was, it's the sort of Sounds like the country sing, sing blues cowboy, stuff. actually. Do that again. It was Cajun Joe's someone or oh, other. Cajun. And get a tap on the shoulder. I was recording. Recording while somebody What's else. His What's his name again? What's his name again? Graham. Graham. Yeah. Oh, he sounds oh, very, sounds uh, very friendly in the in the yeah uh, in the wild New Orleans yeah context. It was great, but I thought there you go. That's a little bit for the real Leighton fans, the completists. Yeah. They want everything he's done. Yeah. They might just they've yeah. got CD. Remember the CD of his yeah, selections of, of, of New Orleans, like Doctor John and stuff. And yeah. New Orleans music. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of Doctor John. Um, so for the completists, that was yeah. for you. I can recall him on, you know, he used to feature on TV, you know, those talk panels, shows, news panels and stuff quite mm. a bit back in the day. Quite a flamboyant dresser back in the day. Yeah. And so really good Hosking so much too. Mm -hmm. he, he used to go the um, the stars and stripe pants sort of thing. Hosking still does that. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. He, he has a quite a fashion forward sensibility. It's There's been so long since I've been a... on a yacht in the... Haraki, I've lost yeah. track. Four? Yeah, yeah. I, like there's some bold kind of choices. Euro trash kind of yeah, a hundred percent. Kind of yes. Euro trash. With large hair. Yeah, yeah. And and like a dim on denim. Snakes can boot. Definitely, kind of maybe some some kind of silver. Too many designs on one t-shirt. Yes. That sort of thing. I've still got a gooby up my nose. It's going to come out. That's the thing I'm afraid of. It's, it's, I can tell its shape. Um, so were you were you fired or are you leaving? What's the story, Graham? I think your listeners deserve to know. 
I think they know. No, I'd, I'd love to stay. No, that's not fired, Paul. Okay. It's a okay. new word. Disestablished. 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 I'm not the boss. They make the decisions. There you yeah. go. I shan't. Wine. It's unbecoming. Well, you've had a good run. I've got no way it's to bloody say. murder. You've got no. I mean, really. I really have got no way to last murder. This long no, <laughs> I've tried to keep quiet. I've tried to keep my head down. Hopefully, no one's going to notice. Do you think I'm some accountant was going down a line and going, "Hang on, what's Did, this one? What the <laughs> hell is this thing?" They finally found out, Paul. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with Chris Finlayson and a beautiful piece of, as they say, from the Freudian school, anal retentiveness and hysteria and wailing from the kingdom of meth. You're tuned in. To Graham Hill's Weekend Variety Wireless on Radio Live. Media stick with Tamamink and Paul Cassily. A lovely bit of uh, Chris Finlayson here. Uh, this has been submitted by uh, Mr. Cassily, comma, P. Dot. It's me. Yep. You love a counter bill. I do love a counter bill. I do too. Who I, I grabbed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is just, I've been listening a bit to John Campbell's podcast because oh. I'm a bit of a John Campbell fan and, and he it kind of pissed That's me off. wonderful. Pissed me off when he left RNZ because I, I, I used to catch that. Checkpoint show a lot. Mm, and um, anyway, so I thought I'd better check out what he's doing. And he's he's on TVNZ. He's doing shows that are kind of, they seem to be on demand and they seem to be, it's called The Story and it's meant to be the story behind the news. And he'll do like a little feature on on stuff. It's the sort of shit that you want to be on, actually. You want it to be on at seven o'clock at night on a state broadcaster or something. Right, right. Know, in, a, in an imaginary world mm. like Australia. Right. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> here in New Zealand, they, they put someone like him onto a, you know, a on-demand only, and it's a podcast. I listen to it as a podcast rather than, than watch it. It's obviously designed to be both things. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very good, actually. But this is just one he did this week with, um, with Shag, Steve Henson, the outgoing... Well, you know, like mm. like Leighton Smith, he's announced his retirement many years before it's actually going to happen. Mm. But it's just a nice little interview. Oh, sorry, is that what we're talking about now? This is we Wilson. can play that. No, oh, sorry, no. It's okay. I'm, I'd, I'm I'd, nimble enough to go to that I'd one. I'd gone to the wrong thing there. No, that's fine. C carry on. Here yeah. he is, John Campbell with uh, Steve Hansen. Steve Hansen. Really what uh, super talented athletes normally don't have is a work ethic because they don't they don't need one. They just go out and do it. Oh, it's easy. They don't even know how to do it. Whereas you look at, you know, I think Richie McCaw is the greatest example of that. Like, Richie wasn't our most talented athlete, but my goodness, he, he, he was our greatest player by far uh, in the time that I've coached him. And when I, you know, look back um, at some of the things he did, um, yeah, you just have got to admire it because, because he used every ounce of what he had. Every day he was trying to get better. Uh, mentally, he... When's the John Campbell bit? When does it get good? Soon? It's tough in that he would force himself to work hard uh, and probably harder than anyone else uh, to, a, to, to, to get the talent, to get the skill that was needed to be able to play the type of rugby he played in the end. And, and um, you know, he, he, he's a shining light for anyone that doesn't have a lot of talent. And I'm not saying he didn't have it. Oh, so I know what you're saying. He, he, he just didn't have as much as some others. But he's a shining light for kids that don't have a lot of talent, that you can actually be something better than you think you are. If you wanted enough. If you wanted enough and, and you've got the mental fortitude and the work ethic to do it. People sometimes characterise you as a bit kind of laconic and taciturn. 
that's better, but, I, but I reckon in your own subtle way you're quite a softy. I mean, you mentioned Tash how many times? Half a dozen times today? She was in the back of the room when you were announcing you were standing down. How important is she to you? Oh, everything. I mean, uh, you know, there's... It's, um... I'm to change the subject. Yeah. Oh, no. Does that mean things are good at home or bad at home? <laughs> I think they're good. Really? They're good. Could be both. Yeah. No, well, firstly, I did, and, and I, I did mean to cut, edit that down a wee bit, but I did enjoy the, the Richard McCord, not very talented, but just really, yeah. you know, workaholic. I thought that was, to me, I didn't know a lot about rugby, but that's, that was kind of interesting. But Give me a 10-minute interview with Richard McCord, and I will... Um, slayed the sacred cow never once in his captaining history for either the Crusaders, Canterbury or the All Blacks have I ever heard him thank the opposition yeah, when he's lost. That's a fault with, with New Zealand teams and I think... To no, me, it's it, not. It's a fault with Richie McCaw. Well, Plenty do. I think I've seen it subsequently as well with other captains. Anyway. Anyway, he's not a captain anyway, anymore. That's anyway, ancient history. I thought that was, he's yeah. a father. But, uh, but, oh, that'll do it. But, yeah. But that was a lovely. That was a He's real. A you could hear the lip. You could hear the lip quivering. You could, you could. and that's it's rare to get a yeah. handsome quiver. Yeah, that was so. That was a lovely moment. Yeah. Anyway, the rest of the series is what it's really good at. It's a lot of it is, is there's a lot of archive in these little in these podcasts. A lot of really interesting stuff. Okay, great. And it's good shit. Good one. A uh, little thing I've noticed from TVNZ. I think they're going to. I'm afraid they're going to in, inflame something into a greater level of outrage and shock and all that then might be true i'm skeptical about this because of the language being used have a listen it is the p crisis in Tonga. And Barbara is with us now. There's been a new development in Tonga's fight against me. Yes, that's right. Early this morning, the Tonga Drugs Task Force in a targeted patrol. They made uh, yet another arrest. A 22-year-old found with three and a half hands of meth, drugs paraphernalia and cash. It, look, this is an example of how widespread the problem that Tonga, the kingdom of meth, is facing. Tonga, <laughs> the kingdom of meth, is facing, oh and that's not all. It began the like this. Tonga is in the grips of a devastating methamphetamine epidemic. A One News investigation has revealed last night a member of a... Devastating. Epidemic. He's selling syndicate described a heavily armed operation dealing to every level of society, including children. Tonight we learn about the island's critical lack of addiction treatment resources and the challenges of fighting such a widespread crisis. Here's our Pacific correspondent, Barbara Drever. Wow. It is packed with all the language to make you go, no. Please, Jesus, don't be overstating this because if you found out to be overstating it, you lose all authority. And people will go, huh, might as well smoke meth. Kingdom of Meth is a very kind yeah. of British tabloid kind of a headline. Isn't it Kingdom is, of isn't Meth, it? crisis children daily. <laughs> you might just cut those words up. Crisis children, meth addiction daily armed. <laughs> it was all in that. Steady on, please. She's usually pretty good, though, old Barbara Dreamer. Her's, her's oh, reporting yeah. on, the, on the Pacific is, is it's second to none, really. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess... I she, guess got, she got put in a taxi without knowing where she was I going at one the, stage. I uh, guess the, the clarion call for the, for the, for the full-on headline and the, and the terrifying One News tease is, is too hard to resist. Yeah, just I don't think it helps if they're 
talking it up too much and all mm. that language points to me as though they're talking it up too much. We'll see. Okay. Jacinda and tears tomorrow. Oh, yeah, this was uh, obviously in regards to the Grace Mullane case mm. earlier in the week. Um, it's been a big week for news, really, hasn't it? And I just thought that, I don't know you, you, what your opinions of it was in regard to her comment uh, in her weekly press conference where she stood up and apologised on behalf of the country. And, and I had just, a weep at the end. Well, yeah. Look, the weep... Mm, yeah, that's right. I, I don't really have a here nor there about the weep. It right. was actually more the comment. Okay. I, I just thought it was, given that the details of the accused are suppressed, yeah. and supposedly. we supposedly supposedly, yeah. and we don't have any information. Certainly, the public doesn't have any information about the facts of the case. I I understand why she did it. I think, which was basically that it was a populist move, mm. because there was this outpouring of oh, God, people are going to think badly of New Zealand because yeah. this poor girl has died here. Yeah, it's like so, it's it's something bad's happened to the country. Yeah, and, and that was essentially the motivation for it. But I, I think it was premature and I think it was immature, to be honest. Mm -hmm. it, struck, it struck a bung note with me. It was like, oh, that doesn't seem like the thing the Prime Minister should be saying about something we don't really know a lot about yet. And it, it also sets a precedent for me about, you know, every time a foreigner is killed... Is she going to issue a, a, an apology on behalf of the country? Mm. Let alone, which Paul Little made at this point in his column today in the Herald, she doesn't apologise for the people who live here who are killed no. by their partners and their relatives or other citizens of the country. Yeah, it's that idea, that psychological idea that, oh, it's happened to someone who's not part of New Zealand, so it needs a special apology. Sorry. And I think that Sorry the, you've come here. the reason that she did it was was about the outpouring of emotion that had come from the populace. But I... Uh, I presume she was asked a question. Uh, no. No. She was... I, my what, she my take is that it was a statement that she was that she volunteered. No, she must have been asked a question. No, no. no. No, it was. Oh, a, I, I don't know that, but I feel like it was something that was that was mm. offered by her, and that to me set. If it a, was even know, a question at the beginning, it wasn't at the end. Put it this way: she she was riffing as she wanted to at the end. Maybe Richie Hardcore had tweeted her, and she thought she needed to react to it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. It felt like something that I imagine is it cut uh, the, the lines of generations would look at that completely differently. Anyone mm. over forty is probably going. That's not the sort of thing a prime minister should say. But yeah. anyone under forty is probably going. That's yeah, cool. That's what great, I, we've got. That's what I feel too. You yeah. Know? So I don't know. There's, yeah, lost, there's a generational thing going on there. Your daughter should have been safe here. And she wasn't, and I'm sorry for it. I've advised the family through the police that if there is anything we can do to assist, we are here to help with that. Now, it's a prepared also, speech. But also, the last part of that statement, and I don't mean any disrespect in... Of course it, you, don't, you don't have to make an excuse. Of course the police are going to do everything that they can bloody do. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. it's redundant. The yeah. whole thing is redundant. Ask Arthur Allen Thomas. And I don't... I'd, actually, her voice cracking with emotion was the least offensive yeah, part of the thing for me. That was just that's her fine. being a human. Yeah. But yep, I thought yep. that it was 
yeah, it just felt really inappropriate. There's a weird thing about name su suppression. When you know nothing about what's, not enough about what's going on, it can seem really, really awful because you see it in black and white. Do you think name suppression's a joke, so the, the laws need to be looked at? Oh, there's, a number, there's a number of laws who, that are affected, I think, because it's very easy to find these things online. Of course so it is, There's it? a number of things affected by the online. Well, do you think the courts need to modernise then? Yeah, I, I, I think it would be quite hard, though, to then, are we saying then no one would be able to repeat that online or there'd be some kind of offence? Those things become quite hard to uphold. <laughs> Yeah, I, there's no doubt the, the environment's changed um, uh, and, you know, name suppression uh, in modern age is a different thing than it was 20 years ago. Do you deserve it? Oh, look, ultimately in, in this case, you know, I think probably people would anticipate the kinds of things that I would say, so it's best for me to leave it to the courts. Oh. So she knows she's had information about it all that we well we don't, don't have. know. She's not well, allowed that, to tell us that information that either. Implies though. Eh? Yeah, it does. And that's what I think. There's two tiers of people at the moment. There's people who, and people connected with newsrooms in, in media organisations who all know. Mm. And there's the people out in the public who mm. don't know. And it's like this whole, it's this this weird thing that goes on. But it's just crazy. Let, even let, let the thing take its course. But even and then make comments about it. But say that they know probably don't know as well. Name suppression's a really weird, oh, can no, be a I really googled, tricky I googled. thing. Well, no, yeah, I know the guy's name now too. I know the yeah, guy's name and I googled guy's name, and I got Why like his name suppressed might be because there are a myriad of reasons, good reasons, to suppress somebody's name. Absolutely. He's Absolutely. This person is associated with someone who's completely innocent. Yeah, no, yes. totally. That might be implicated. Leave it to somehow. the judge to judge that. Yes, that's yes. why they're called judges. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. and actually, Rather I must than say, screen, this is terrible. I, hang him, I hang must him, hang say him. that because um, because uh, as I emailed to you earlier today, Graham, the, there's this Australian case that's also had suppression in Australia, which was around the the oh, cardinal Cardinal Pell Cardinal Pell, yeah. who's you know third how, third in line to the Pope. However, that <laughs> he's works. got Pope's checkbook. Yeah, and um, who's been charged yet to be sentenced and the details of the case are fully suppressed in Australia um, and... And don't exist in the Vatican. And, yeah, uh, and I had Australian friends on Facebook talking about it and then it took me one Google to sort of find the details yeah. of the case because they were reported in other right. international um, outlets. But that to me actually seems like a case where the guy's been charged. There's a much more wide net of uh, victims and it, it, the whole case is a much bigger... Mm. Um, the name suppression isn't always about, oh, the perpetrator of this crime, we want to take it easy on you. Yeah. It, it's, it's other people involved. Yeah. There's a, lot of bring, there's a lot of bring back hanging comment and commentary oh, yeah. on the talkback this week. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of, it's mass hysteria around um, that, that case in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Favourite headline of the week, Blind Bisexual Goose Honoured uh, <laughs> from the BBC. We'll take a break and come back very shortly. Might not have a game of truth or consequences. Boring, stupid game. It's been played since I 1989. Hate it. I hate it too. The Weekend Variety. Wireless. We are media stuck 11 away from 9 o'clock. Tama Munk and Paul Cassidy back in the studio. Uh, there was a media spat... Um, at <laughs> at a journalist's awards, yes, uh, Tamar. I should turn my microphone on a little bit of help. Um, Paul and I were there actually. It was the Hamilton Press Club lunch on Friday. Another thing I'm not invited. And well, Paul, you were a finalist. 
Another thing I'm not a finalist. <laughs> Paul was a finalist for Best Journalism. I, for, for, uh, for Go Ahead Caller, which ironically was uh, was pulled from the airwaves that, that exact day at RNZ because of uh, various reasons. Why was it not like that? I've been on that. I, I know. Was, I was I Bob know. Jones. You were the star of it. I was Bob Jones. You're Bob Jones. Hello, Bob. You played like priest. You at, well, your, your best work, of course, was as uh, Shag. Thanks. Um, anywho... Sorry. So there was a Q&A. Um, Golriz Garaman was the speaker, and uh, mm. there was a Q&A at the end of it, wasn't there, Paul? Yes. And uh, was he one of the first questions? Sean Plunkett, yeah, straight out of the gate. Straight out the gate, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> straight I love Sean. out the bloody gate was Sean Plunkett with what was supposed to be a question, but sort of started off as a bit more of a statement, really, wasn't it? It was... It was kind of... He was on the attack, really, but that, that seems to be his, his... But it was a passive attack, if yeah. that's a, such a thing. It wasn't 100% guns blazing. It was a little bit passive. No, it was, you know, yeah, it was... Yeah. Um, and there was a bit of heckling from another table of uh, the likes of Lizzie Marvelli and Kirsty Johnson and a few peeps like that. Yeah, some people were giving him a... Giving a bit, a bit of stick. It was a bit like the British Parliament there for a second. Yeah. yeah it was a bit of heckle. And a little bit of, ask, are you asking a question? Yeah. In there. And the which he responded with an F off, I think, wasn't it? Was it an F off or an F you? It was, it, was it was either a fuck off or fuck yourself. Yeah. But yeah. it was kind of, it was ang angry. It and was, it was a bellow, was wasn't it? It was, yeah. a, it was a bellowed yeah. offence. Absolutely. It was bellowed. But it was possibly bellowed to go. <laughs> Thank you, Graham, there you for that beep. The there we go. And place them at, uh, in the <laughs> conversation at home. Yeah, because <laughs> we don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> is that the point? Um, anyway, and so there was quite the to-do. And then they both tweeted at the same time. Was that the moment that Richie Harcourt jumped up? It was the moment that Richie so Harcourt... So Richie Harcourt jumped up. And there was actually another young man in the... Looked like he was about to punch Sean Plunkett. In the audience, another you, young you man... Like that. Yeah, standing up. And another young man at another table also jumped up. And... Uh, it looked and, like it was going to sort was of about, there was some people kick going, off, didn't it? Some people like us were going, yeah, kind of trying to encourage the... I think the, you and I were, were chuckling. <laughs> the fight. And other people were going, oh, yeah, 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 I've just been to get a pie. How's it going? <laughs> um, however, yeah. I do have a thought on it, which was um, one of the questions that Richie Hardcore asked of Golrez was what men like himself who were sympathetic to women's issues, mm -hmm. women of colour, minorities could do to walk alongside them, I think was the line yeah, he used. I think so. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it on the long drive home. And I thought, hmm, one of the things that you could do is potentially not jump up and look like you're about to commit physical violence in defense <laughs> of a woman. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So then it was, an, it, was, it was interesting. It was interesting. As much um, as I think he does some fantastic stuff. Absolutely. His, yeah. his heart's in the right place. Absolutely. What did Braunius describe as in an article? A sort of a, a, blund, a blundering Jesus, is, yeah. how, is how he sees himself, Great. perhaps. So, yes. But I just, it just struck me that the two people who leapt to whoever it was as defence, some young woman thing, a young, a young woman who was, had been attacked by Sean, it was two young men who stood up physically to attack the man who had verbally attacked the woman not and it just struck so me as that, a really yeah. inappropriate response to be perfectly That's honest correct. very good
Thank you. There you go. Uh, does... If you're being attacked by a dog, have you been attacked by a dog? <laughs> not, not, I've won. I have been, but I've, I've been attacked back. Good and properly twice. Never. Not fun. Not fun. I've got two dogs in the car, though. I could have brought them in. Oh, dear. Uh, this from the week. Welcome back. Police say an 18-month jail sentence handed out to a Christchurch man today sends a clear message that violence against police dogs will not be tolerated. The 29-year-old remained behind bars tonight for stabbing Cosmo in the neck six months ago. Donna Marie Lever was in court. Joshua Cooper admits slashing the neck of a police dog. The four-centimetre stab wound came close to killing him. The 29-year-old, who struggles with a meth and cannabis addiction, reacted after Cosmo latched onto his arm when he failed to stop for police. OK, only one thing I want you to consider. Mm. Imagine being mauled by a dog and you actually have a knife. Mm. Um, you... Probably you're in fight or flight mode, aren't you? Mm -hmm. This is really serious. Well, and probably you're in fight or flight mode before the dog attacks you. To be fair. Yeah, but once it does. But once it does. In the midst of being attacked by a dog, I would have done anything to get that damned animal off me. Yep. It was causing me real problems. If I had a rock, I would have banged it on the head. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Just keeping that in mind. If you're being attacked by an animal like that, you're going of, to react. I'm seeing a pattern here. What? I'm seeing a pattern here in that you seem to be pro the drug dealers <laughs> and anti the cops. <laughs> and I'm thinking, it's not. Kill, I'm not surprised it fired you, actually. Yeah, it's finally got out, it's isn't finally, it? It's finally things have come to pass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> chickens have come to roost. Um, can I propose Hill's Law? If there was a title in. Uh, um, in the media, especially in print or online, when it says it's time to, it's 86% likely that it's not actually time to. It's only about 15% okay. that it is time to, 80, 85% not time to. Sounds viable. Thank you very much. And the truth about is only someone's opinion. If there's a video that says... The truth about mm. dot, 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 mm. dot. It will just be their opinion. Do you have any truth. examples for us, Greg? Oh, well, all of YouTube. Just look at YouTube. All of YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. The whole lot of... And uh, one example, then. The truth about... No, I can't think of one because there are too many. <laughs> it's all... It's a haze. It's like point at one raindrop, Paul. Is it raining or is it not? I don't think it's raining. Point to me, a raindrop. <laughs> You cannot do it. It shall not be raining. So, uh, compared to your anger about the dark ages being misrepresented... Anger? It's a grievance. How does, how does this... Is this above or below that? Alongside. Okay. Yeah, but I want it to be called Hill's Law uh, for it. Time to is not time to almost always or thereabouts. Do you want to have a game of Truth or Consequences? It's time for Truth or Consequences. 15% correct. Uh, I have a statement, Go and on. all you have to say is it true or Are we playing? false? Yeah. Okay. Hello there. We've been waiting for you. It's time to play truth or consequences. Uh, and online we have Paul Cassily. Hi, Paul. Hello, Graham. How you going, mate? Oh, fine. 
outside. Oh. All right. Virus, the most abundant life form on Earth. If you laid all the viruses on the planet end to end, they'd form a line 200 million light years long. Well, how the fuck would I know whether that's true? true or false? True. It is actually true. 200 million light years. The most astounding thing I've ever heard in all my years of hearing anything. You know how I could tell it was true? Because it was delivered with that yeah, voice. That yeah. yeah. But that's why I thought, but you think about it, two, our galaxy is only 100,000 light years across. He's saying 200 million. Yeah, no, I believe that. It's yeah, but, stupid. See, once I start hearing numbers, I just tune out yeah, immediately. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Well, I asked Susie Wiles, oh. and she did a calculation on a napkin and came back saying they could be up by a magnitude of 10, which means <laughs> it's only 20 million light years, <laughs> which is long enough. Okay. You cats have been fabulous. Thank you very, very much for all your help over the years. Oh, it's been a pleasure, Graham, and you're going to be missed by many, many people, who, including myself, fans, people all over the bloody country who love your radio show and have done for many years. And I know that, like Leighton, you'll be back with a podcast. <laughs> Maybe taking people on trips to New Orleans. You could do that thing with, you know, with well, old... Well, now he's telling me where I'm yeah. supposed to stay. Yeah. supposed to stay. I've yeah. got his advice. I can pass it on. There you go. Very good. I'll do an old podcast, Things Leighton Told Me. <gasps> How about that? No, it's a sad day. It's a sad day that this show's going. It is. Our New Zealand sad. accent... <clears throat> can we make him cry? ...of no, this year it's not happen, and is it? every year is Brian Golding. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, four years Been ago, a pleasure. when I started uh, um, delivering meals on wheels, you go around and you could see the meals in the, in, in the container and all good meals that were cooked up here in our local hospital, which we've had for years, uh, maternity and all uh, thing, and it's a rehab unit now, and they've always been great meals. And you, man, when if you you want to have a feed before you go on delivering meals because you get hungry just looking at them. And then July last year, late in July, they started. Somebody said, "Oh no, we're going to make them frozen meals in Auckland. We bring them out here." The local people at the hospital and their cooks up there, all they do is bung them in a big oven and heat them up. They bring them out here, they throw them in the freezer up here at the hospital and all the ladies do up here, big time cooks, put them in a big oven, heat them up.